0: welcome back to a brand new episode of full metal rpg episode 120 for the last time i'm your host brendan Carey, and today i'm joined by an all-star lineup a rogues gallery if you will full metal rpg characters who we got here the f- man, the myth, the legend, Ben motherfucking Bailey. What up? What's up, guys? What up, playa? I haven't seen you at the table in a hot minute.
1: It has been a hot minute. It's
0: been a hot minute. Good to have you here, bud. And out of retirement for one more job. <laughs> he thought he was out. We dragged him back in. Adam
2: Sink. What up, Adam? Oh, not a lot. How's everybody doing? Oh. I keep trying to get out, but much like the Fast and Furious franchise. It's, all about- <laughs> it's, a, yeah, it's the
0: only thing that pays money <laughs> Cause, cause, are you getting money <laughs> do you have to tell me if you get money <laughs> family what's this does this cord mean anything <laughs> just okay I'm like did I just unplug us from the internet anyway, and then uh and then uh, uh we got Richie Buzzkill Richie Buzzkill my friend um it's yeah, thank you for joining us for the for the for the last the last Brendan hurrah I
3: I yeah no I'm I'm ex uh, I I'm not excited. I'm saddened that you're going. I'm excited that we can all be together in one room. Yeah. And hang out oh, and bullshit. Bell episode where I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm
2: so scared. <laughs> <laughs> so, so happy. Yeah. Caffeine? caffeine
3: pills. Yeah. No. Cause, cause we could, cause we could literally just for some of the episodes where we all, all were on the same episode way back in the day, I can just put the same video. Underneath yeah. that audio, oh, yeah. and it would, it would be like you're in, you're not in the room back in the the old uh, apartment, right, okay. with the weird wall. I I couldn't recreate that too much. I mean, we are at a weird angle, so those, the walls were so great for sound reflections because yeah. they had an angle too. Yeah. All the bass could,
0: yeah, they had, they had, they had the built-in bass traps. It was unfucking real. I loved, man. It just, it would just catch all those reflections. It was so great. uh We never sounded better than when we were in that room. Uh, so we're just kind of here to kind of, it's, we're, I'm wrapping up my tenure. I wanted to go down with the boys and we got the boys all here gonna do we're just gonna do an app I, I was like i was thinking like oh what should i do for final app and i was like well i'm gonna like make this big list of names i'm just gonna read this list of all the people who ever influenced the show and i was like no one wants to listen to that <laughs> like everybody wants to listen to their name but nobody wants to listen to like the 300 other names that you'd have to listen
2: Steve johnson <laughs>
0: so it's like i'm not gonna list i'm not gonna do the names uh, i'm gonna do some shout outs for sure but for the most part we're just gonna do an episode right so uh I feel like we should just venture into the black hole. What do you think, RBK? The black hole, uh, uh, the black hole is the ever sucking void of uh, time, attention, and resources. It is role playing. It's the greatest of hobbies. Uh, so, what kind of shit have you guys been up to? I mean, um, RBK and I are still like, you know, we we see each other on the reg. but and you know, I see I do see Ben fairly fairly frequently, but I haven't seen you in a hot minute, Adam. What's uh, what 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 you got? You got any gaming in at all? Any? Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's my yeah, like my personal life imploded terribly and that's just that that's just that. So
0: all right. Well, I mean cuz one of the reasons why you retired from the show is that you didn't think you were going to have time for role playing right. and you didn't yeah. think that it was going to be like, a big part of your life going forward. So right. it's unsurprising um is there anything that you've been like watching in the role playing space that has kind of like
2: tickled you? Is there anything come out or anything you're looking forward to or I mean I've been reading Wrath and Glory off and on and kind of I don't get any into like the new Warhammer Fantasy role play reading those books off and on and then following I don't know role playing TikTok which is ooh interesting what is that like uh, it's terrible and awful, just like every other role playing community, where it's just like everybody wants to fight about the dumbest, most inconsequential shit.
3: Because we're not on on there, are we? Missing your hot takes on their hot oh, garbage? No, right. no, I I I
2: did like two, and then I saw the production values everybody else was putting into it, and I was like, I don't have time to do this. Like nobody wants to listen to me anyway. I think I got like twenty views, and everybody's like. Mm, that's... No, no, I'm not doing it.
0: I think I feel like I'm just too old for TikTok. I'm like I'd be like like one of those like creeper dudes that like uh teen show you know i'd be like this
2: weird dude like no, the back of the show if you are over 30 you're probably too old for tiktok my yeah. kids kept sending me tiktok so i downloaded the app and i was like oh, i'll see what it's about but yeah i definitely feel like i'm like the what's up fellow teens you know like just <laughs> yeah. nobody wants to talk to me or engage with me I on my phone for about five hot minutes and it was not for me oh, wow. yeah. it's just nobody wants to engage with me so it's like ah, all right whatever i'll just lurk here like i do in every online space i'm part of i'll like, oh, sit around and see what What's happening i feel like you had
3: a question richard well, I, and i cut you off I, I was gonna say are we missing the adam sink ref- the, the the responses i think are that that would be what i w- join. i would join tiktok today uh-huh. takes for for adam responding to other rpg people on a uh, hot garbage reply guy yeah reply guy there's a, there's a term for this i've found it's reply guy yeah i would totally join today and get the chinese on my phone you know, because yeah, they control TikTok, got, but then I have to like sift through all of the garbage that's on TikTok, and I I'd rather just respond to the garbage. You start responding to garbage, and then you start moving up in the ranks. But I'm fine with you. You know, you, I'm you fine with installing you uninstalling it. it. Just uninstall it. It's fine. Yeah, I probably should <laughs> You're out of the suicide pack now. Now it's uh now it's TikTok packed.
1: TikTok packed. Got to do TikTok. I've been back on Instagram lately, kind of, I've been trying to
0: do the Instagram thing again, and it's like it's just such a different environment. Like, uh, like a lot of people from the old days of the show are still on, and like will reply and will like but people just are not posting like they used to either that or the algorithm is filtering them out. And it's just like, it's just, it's just the old gray mare. It ain't what she used to be. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's uh it's a fucking pain in the ass. How about you, Ben? What's, uh what's going on with uh, your gaming life, bro? Um, well, the
1: pandemic happened and my gaming life totally died. Basically. Uh, I was in online shit. You just wouldn't do it hate online. Yeah. Um, I think that's always just been sort of a block of mine. Uh, so I was playing Ravenous with you, and then the pandemic happened. Yeah. And uh, then we came back sort of sort of in Arizona in the pandemic, came back sort of. And uh, I think that my gaming life has solely consisted of miniatures gaming, which is not something you should talk about on Fullmetal RPG. Um, and role-playing has been sort of like, you know hadn't happened yet
3: well i mean you're playing you're playing crusade so that's sort of like you, you, are you did you make some cool characters for your I mean, crusade like,
1: like yeah. on it no no i like fuck that i was more focused on the hobby aspect of it to be totally honest that was where i was approaching it and i i had you know uh spent some time painting during the pandemic and i kind of you know was enjoying that it was an activity i could do when i couldn't really go out to do anything so
0: and I did ask you to be in my Ravenloft game, and you said, and you passed on it to play Warhammer. I did, and then that weekend you didn't play Warhammer because that was AOS release weekend, and there was the tables
1: were all full. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on a second, hold on. A second. To my, to my, to to my credit, to my credit here, I made a forty-five minute drive yeah, yeah. to go do it, and then we failed to play. Yeah. So. The it even, wasn't like I canceled. <laughs> the
0: reality was all there. You, I mean, you, 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 wrote me from the store because I had been hemming and hawing about going out to IOG that weekend. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's not going to be worth uh, it,
3: right?
0: Richard, my friend, what's uh, what's up with uh, your gaming life,
3: bro? Well, uh, we'll get to Ravenloft on your turn. It's we, awesome. We will get to Ravenloft. Yeah. Um, I uh, last last night my friend Nolan shout out Nolan. What up, Nolan? Paul, going Nolan. We played a, uh off a of Kickstarter. It's one of these like uh docs. They just released the doc in kind of a state, you know, off a of, uh, Kickstarter. It's called Phase Anatomy, okay. which is basically think of Grey's Anatomy oh but put but, but fairies, oh but boy. but it's not. It's not about fairies. It's about whatever supernatural or natural creature you. Soap-opery? It's so poppy. Okay. It's it's basically a, uh, a like a general hospital, but you c- it it everything is super and natural. How
0: how is this different than the uh, PBTA one? There's a that's uh what's that one called? The PBTA? No, there's a there's a they have a they have a they have a they have a, they have a hospital one. Oh,
3: uh, it was didn't that I only didn't come out in Ashcan. I can't, yeah. it was, it was a magpie and now we're going to, you know, hear
0: well, Yeah. Yeah. I can't I don't
3: remember. Know. It, anyway. Should... Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was fun little, like, cause we were going to play our tiny dungeons game, but, uh, Paul couldn't, uh, run. So we, we, he just like, here, we'll play this. And the, it was, uh, I played, uh, a treant doctor. He was a, it was a shaman, uh, pathologist and uh, <laughs> it,
0: did you have some kind of sex name like McLeafy or something?
3: No, my name is uh, uh, Doctor Laurel. That was that was my name, Doctor Laurel. Little little pun in there. Yeah. Well, it was. I mean, yeah, Laurel. Whatever. <laughs> but like, it, I th- I thought it was the system for how the because the game master was the patient. Okay. Man, this started sounding real weird, real quick. Yeah. And and they had, they rolled a random disease, Okay. okay? And then they had to act out the symptoms of the disease lupus. It was not lupus. Yeah,
0: dude, I gotta say, you know, it, it, this there's, great, there's a Grey's Anatomy riff in here, but it sounds more like House. Yeah,
3: yeah it yeah. it was you know definitely yeah. we definitely made House jokes before we started like the lupus and
0: because I've seen quite a, a few episodes of both Grey's Anatomy and House, and the thing about Grey's Anatomy is that it always has a uh, social element, like a there's some kind of conundrum in the like life relationships of the characters that then magically corresponds to a symbolic disease that somebody has
3: didn't it didn't go that far but basically it was kind of two parts you could do something with a patient and you had an expertise point you spent to do an action with the patient like ask them questions or treat them or whatever and then you once that was spent you had to go regain that by having some sort of drama scene outside of the patient so, I'm a scene. all right. So, uh, and you, you had, and this is, it just gets more, you get a, you had a bestie, a, a rival and a crush and you had to kind of like, you choose at the beginning. The only thing that I didn't like was the crush thing, like choosing that right oh. off the bat. You didn't really want to have a crush on Dr. Big Vines. Big Vines. No, I, I mean, nice. uh, nice. Dr. Dr. Acula had a crush on me and then I had a crush on the. Dr. Backlash. And like, you know, it was it was everybody had a different rival and or bestie and or crush. So it was never we never had like mutual. I think I, I, my friend was a, a was it Tanuki? I don't know. It, it's fucking weird. It, it was. It was. You're not selling me on this, bro. I, that's fine. <laughs> no, not, that's fine. I I, I, like you're not the target audience for this. If you really not. Do, do you like hospital dramas? Not particularly. Right. If you like hospital dramas, I think it's fu- it would be fun to play. What? Hospital dramas? I don't particularly. Uh, Scru- Scrubs was okay. <laughs> Scrubs was okay. I, I like Scrubs. Uh, I I didn't mind House until I wanted to beat my head through. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh
0: i yeah nobody wants to see me anyway i look like a homeless person i read that online
3: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, but uh if you like that genre i think it would be uh, uh worth uh worth looking at but uh, otherwise and everything had like a, su- a super natural part and a natural part of it, like real and unreal, was combined, and then you had to kind of work your way through the disease to cure them. They died, and you had to figure out how to bring them back, and you know, so on and so forth. It was, it was a, it was a fine time for an evening of, of chuckles. Like, yeah, sure, yeah, um, yeah. And then I got, uh, I got the new, uh, uh, cyberpunk red, uh, game master screen. Oh my God! Brendan disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> well, <that had laughs> too. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, anyway, but this will probably make it way more playable because I I ha- usually had to have like five or six pages open, uh, to run it. So it's kind
0: of crazy. It took them like I don't know a million years to release this thing. When did fucking the chord book come out? Was that like December?
3: Mar, January, February. It- of this year. We got the PDF, yeah. Oh, PDF. that's not so bad. We got the PDF in uh, December, and then it was like two months later before the actual book.
0: Well, I mean, that is slow. You would think that they would drop the GM screen like with the core book, considering it's the same assets that are in the book. You know, It's just like some computer art and then the tables that they already had. It's the kind of thing. It seems like a no-brainer just to have that come out at the same time.
2: They also released Altered Carbon if you want more cyberpunk. Role-playing type of games, that's out as well.
3: Dirt Carbon's been around for a while, has it? Yeah, it's been out. Has it? I don't know. it's been, it's been out for a few months. There was an, I think, I, th- I think there was a new release for it or something like that. I saw it on the shelves, like something brought.
0: Yeah, the thing, that thing went to press real fast. I mean, the turnaround on that was was was, was big, but like, I don't know if they're managing. I don't know if they're just if they're managing to 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 keep like a flow going on
2: it. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's the loop. Here's me, far from the loop were you hoping to run altered carbon no i already ran altered carbon yeah. but Were you gonna run it again with yeah. the full rules
3: no. <laughs> it's... I for that. uh but yeah and then and then ravenloft
0: ravenloft bro yeah we're doing well i mean i did not i didn't uh... really, though. yeah no, we didn't. i i
3: got to choose to it's come back yeah.
0: Kill
1: your character. yeah we talk about this game at work sometime
0: yeah did we uh did i did i tell the did i tell the cultists that i fucking killed all yeah, the no, characters it's fucking unreal, man. So, it, like, yeah, we got together for session two at Ravenloft, and the party was like exploring this uh, kind of haunted ship. And uh, I just remembered from back in the day when I was doing Out of the Abyss, which like astute listeners who have been with the show for a really long time will remember that's kind of what we started talking about was just it was the Out of the Abyss campaign, and uh, the, I remember D and D five just being so favorable to the players that uh, I always felt like the as the GM like I was never really giving challenging encounters. You were in that game, did not isn't that how it felt? Am my, I my, 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 my high?
1: No, no, it didn't feel very challenging. Yeah, it
0: just felt like you guys were always pushing the NPCs around. So when I was doing uh, encounter design, I was like, well, I can I can kind of turn it up a little bit. I can turn the fucking simmer up to boil, and they'll be fine, right? And then I fucking, like, I fucking whacked four
1: out of five characters, man. Five for five, right? But when one ran. Yeah, one
0: ran. One, got, one, one uh, character was playing the self-interested uh, ranger, and he... He dipped out. Yeah, he dipped out real fast. So um, it was interesting because I'm playing with some new players, and I, I think there were a lot of reasons why the near-TBK almost happened. I think part of it was like inexperience on the part of some new players. Then there was my rustiness as a DM, and I had made a couple technical rule rule mistakes. Uh, I won't get into them, but there were a couple of rule mistakes. Some of it was in counter-design. Some of it was when I was GMing the character creation. Um and then I think that there were also some play mistakes made by the characters. And it's funny because when we were playing 3.5 all the time, like, we beca- the, 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 the sort of tabletop wargaming aspect of that game was very, like, in your face. And then when you played 4, it was basically just an MMO but now we are playing with these new people and we're, and and, and Richard and I are like trying to really kind of bring them in and be like, Oh, this is about role-playing. It's a sandbox. And then there's another guy at the table. Who's like a really an OSR guy. Another guy at the table. Who's like from my, my vampire days. So he's much more into the role-playing and the acting than he is into the tactical simulation. And it just turns out that like, when you don't have people at the table who are treating the game like a tactical simulation, it turns out it's a lot harder. Like, fucking those CR1, CR1 half
3: monsters will, like, fucking kick your ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, especially when you're kind of under... Uh, when they're kind of underpowered characters, and, and they the character... Powered. Little underpowered. And, and also the, the... Why are they underpowered? The, <laughs> Well, they they only had three. You only roll three d six instead of three forty six. Drop the lowest. Yeah. So that shifts your entire power band. But also the fact that like half of them didn't have their full character sheet filled out. So people that were not sitting next to me did not have their character sheets filled out. So like, no, he also didn't. Ben, ben also didn't have his character sheet. Oh really? Yeah because he, he was supposed to have another plus two and he would have hit the first two times because he didn't add his proficiency bonus to his weapon and oh, so therefore he was just hitting with strength so it was like he was hitting with his bit it- oh cause yeah cause why I hate yeah, indie that's
0: a problem man like cause cause like seriously the armor class on these fucking things they were fighting was 12 and they couldn't hit him they couldn't hit
3: a 12 and it's just like I hit both times but like everybody else couldn't hit him
2: right right yeah, <laughs> all of this like I need to get an additional plus 2 uh, eyes rolling back in my head I don't want to do this
0: you know what I'm having so much fun it's so much fun it's just it's just it's just very like uh, kind of uh, it, it's technical, but it's technical on a fun level. When I'm doing my GM prep, I like get to stack up a whole bunch of books and cross-reference between them. And then the role-playing is all very sandboxy, and we don't do a lot of combat encounters. We mostly do RP type stuff.
3: I'm having a fucking blast. And I- sounds like
2: two out of six people really enjoyed <laughs> that encounter.
3: Whoa, whoa! Well, you know, that's that's the thing is like we've had three sessions. Yeah. Right. Two of those sessions, we haven't actually had a combat. Right, yeah. Right? And then the one session that we had combat, we all died. Right. So, so right. <laughs> he, yeah. died, he died inside, and now I'm here to haunt him. Yeah, Is yeah. Is, is really... So, w- <laughs> I died inside, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Richard's character got what they call a dark gift now in Ravenloft, which is like... This cool power that you can get that's very kind of like, uh, it feels very kind of like World of Darkness, like White Wolf 3rd Edition. It's kind of of flamboyant. It's like a flamboyant way to express darkness. And then it can only be given to you by like a dread power or like a dark lord. So you have to make like a kind of like a Faustian bargain to get one of these things. And so Richard's character came back um, uh, with one of these powers. He doesn't remember how he got it. And then three play people made new characters. And because two of them were like the new players. And they I told them, I was like, we can do a little you know, three card mon team. We can have your characters come back. If you wanna keep playing them, I don't want you to feel like you're being punished. It's, you know, your second session. And they were both like, oh no, we won't make new characters. Yeah. So they were both they're both down for the struggle. So anyway, fucking Ravenloft. Yeah. Ravenloft kids. It's fucking awesome. The new book, I highly recommend it. Go out, check it out. You know, D D is still D and D, but um, with the new tech that they have introduced in uh, Xanthar's, Tasha's, and Ravenloft,
3: I think it's a lot better. Of a- the hottest of 2014.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, it's like it's just like all these like OSR hacks from like 2012, 2014, like finally find their way into D and D. And guess what? It's like so much better. <laughs> what a trip. Anyway, yeah. So that's my. Uh, that's what I've been up to. So, uh, so here we are. It's like the Godfathers of the show gathered in one room, and uh, you know, after this, I think it'll be like very rare that we have one of these. It's already rare, but it's gonna be—it's gonna become very rare. Full male RPG. Richard's Richard's taking the helm. He's going in
1: his own direction, steering the ship off into the wind.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But Ashley Ashley's helping too, and we're we're gonna we're gonna try and like uh, continue the work. I think we kind of started in the last season, you know, year here, where we're talking about politics and talking about role playing and the intersection, and you know, that sort of thing. I think is is where we're gonna the heart of the show lies now is talking about that stuff. And if you don't want to listen to it, I guess specifically about how they need to make more role playing games for chuds, right? <laughs> uh, no chuds, yeah, not, no the, chuds.
1: TSR game definitely needs some of that. Came and went. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Jesus
0: fucking Christ! Going, I guess. <laughs> and like I, I kind of just wanted uh, since since the future is out in front of us, and we're gonna see what the future holds here in just a couple weeks. Uh, August fifteenth. I don't know. Even I don't even know what your new recording schedule is gonna be, Richard. But uh, I presume August fifteenth.
3: It's it. Yeah, probably. It's either right away or august 15th but we're going to do we're going to go from the 15th and the 30th to every two weeks Ah, uh, yeah yeah I, that's actually so, better so like, it's going to be on a certain day every two weeks it will record on one day and then release exactly the tuesday or wednesday that week that sort of so thing cadence so so the cadence and and it, it if i have to like you know uh throw up a one mic show like I can always throw up a one mic show like I'll just oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I can find someone I can drag into crawler it like forever night <laughs> you can
0: always find someone
3: oh, yeah oh yeah by the way if you're you remember Shadowsworn radio hour and you haven't been on our discord we've been doing Shadowsworn radio hour every Wednesday with Mike for from darker days radio forever night we're 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 talking yeah Adam Adam Brendan was there we're doing for wine uh, But I, I'm there every time as I can, you know, and I think maybe next week I'm going to run it. But uh, what episode are you guys on in Forever Night? We're going to be episode eight next week. God. And then season one. Yeah, I just need somebody one. to like ping me to
2: remind me because I'm really bad at keeping track of the days lately. I'm like, nah. the days,
3: time is a flat circle. Yeah, so right?
2: <laughs> I was like, Forever Night tonight, it's Wednesday. It's like, dude, it's Thursday. <laughs> oh... Yeah here because yeah yeah Yeah, no shit for real for real i could have totally spaced that too hey guys how's it going it's when it's monday adam you're supposed to be at work oh
3: (laughs) adam what are you doing here
0: (laughs) so i guess kind of what i just wanted to discuss today is i mean um the show really kind of got off the ground in late uh 2015 early 2016 that's you know five years five years have passed uh where are we all at kind of individually as like role players and like how has the RPG scene changed over the course of the tenure of the show you know and uh, like maybe even if we want to get into it like how has the show changed us you know what effect has it had on our lives Um, so does anybody have any thoughts anybody have any leading thoughts I feel like I always just monopolize the conversation Ben what do you think bro
1: I feel like when we started out, there was a, not as great an intersection, not a, not a great public intersection between politics and role playing. That's kind of changed over the last, you know, so many years. I think it's a lot more common now to talk about those things. Um, you know, now there's so many more games to talk about than there ever was. I mean, we're at a you know point in history where we've had you know Kickstarter games now for many many years. And everyone and their mom can put together a game if they want to and have it show up or just sell on a random webpage. Um, it's very interesting. There's a yeah. lot of stuff out there.
0: I mean, like, we kind of were doing the show not at the beginning of the Kickstarter bo- starter boom, but when the boom part actually hit. Like, literally, John Wick was sitting in w- what stood for our recording studio the minute he crossed the million-dollar mark. He was He was being interviewed by us when he crossed the million dollar mark, and at that point in like role playing history, that was like, whoa, a role playing game made a million dollars on Kickstarter. Whoa, you know that was hot shit. You know now, God, all the tri- trials and travails that Seven C has had, it's like a fucking chaosium now or something, right? Like it's. Hi, he
3: still got my money for katai the, the whole thing is
0: just it's just so weird, like. uh Kickstarter, which was already a force
1: when we started the show, has just completely changed everything, you know? But it's even gone beyond that now. I think there's a lot more just self-release games on various like avenues, which is something that I think I just sort of started then, but now seems to be a lot more common. Do you feel like people distrust
0: the Kickstarter platform? I mean, I th- what's interesting to me is that I feel like Kickstarter used to be super like pitchy like you just never knew what was going to happen when you did a kickstarter and now those kinks have just gotten so ironed out like the process of doing a kickstarter just seems so much more you follow these steps and then you get the product you know what i'm saying but i almost feel like there's at least in our group i feel
3: like there's almost like kickstarter burnout I, I am I am so burned out. I'm going. Uh, i one of the shows I'm planning for the next season is the state. The state of the art is kind of what I'm titling all these shows like uh, of Kickstarter, and I think that uh, Kickstarter. I'm just like, I I just don't know anymore, man. Like it's just it's to the point where like I still have a lot of money sitting out there for this stuff. And I'm still glad to help my friends, but. When when I know people and they're my friends, but like it, it, it's gonna t- it takes a pretty high bar. Like it used to be, like oh yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like oh yeah, I'll say that one for later. Maybe I'll look at it again. Maybe yeah, I won't. Like- There's
0: been a lot for that for me too. Like being like, well, if I see it in a store, I'll pick it up. If it makes it to a store, like if it makes it through the kind of like the pipeline and ends up in front of my face again, because I, I don't know. This might sound weird, but I literally have Kickstarters that have like finished and they've reached the publication step and I'm getting emails and they're like, claim your reward. And I'm almost like, I don't know if I care. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I have to go into backer kit and I have to spend more money to pay for the shipping because they figured out the don't bankrupt yourself on shipping yeah. thing. And it's like, I've already done this like sunk cost of like, well, they have my $35 but do I care enough to put another ten dollars in, or can they just have my fucking thirty-five dollars and I move on with my life, and I don't have some obscure fucking, you know, uh, uh, forged in the dark vampire game?
3: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know. It. it, I mean, you can just testament to. You can only see half my shelf behind Ben, but like that's. There's a lot of Kickstarter games on that shelf. And there's an epic amount of Kickstarter games. And I. I am pretty religious on making sure I get them because, like, if I'm gonna, I'm deeply into the sunk cost fallacy, and I've just got to the point where like. I, I do that because I spent the money, but like I'm not running to buy more. Right. Like I used to surf Kickstarter, like, like I,
2: so many that I've never even run that anymore. When they come up, I do the same thing you do. I go, I'm not paying another 10 bucks for this. You can just have it. Just yeah. take my money. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely done the same thing too.
0: Yeah. Like uh, uh, I have some kind of problem going on with the D sanction right now. Like I'm absolutely certain that I told them to send me my book, that, that, and I, I don't have it. And then there's, like, something else, like, Trophy. Did Trophy ever ship?
3: Did you get your Trophy? I didn't back Trophy, but Trophy's not shipped yet. They're still still talking about it on the Trophy podcast. Oh, okay. They're... I don't know how close they are, but they're not shipped yet, like which is so weird to me. Tr- trophy,
0: I'll actually spring for, but there's just like a bunch of them, and I'm just and I keep getting these like fucking emails from Kickstarter, like oh like 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 if there's there's only 38 people in the world who haven't gotten their copy of obscure game X, like fucking will you please fucking
2: just give me ten dollars, like I can send it to you, and I'm just like, no. No, keep it. I'm not gonna run it. I had a few that even just failed outright, and it's, it's just I got burnout. Yeah, you know. And then the other ones that I spent whatever two hundred whatever plus dollars on, where I got it, and I'm like, okay. And then I stuck it on the shelf and just.
0: Yeah, man. I, uh, you know, because that's a that is a, a thing that has changed for me since when we first launched the fucking show is that I was a voracious just collector of role playing games. I was just I like I wanted to have completely an inability to see my walls because of all the bookcases just groaning under the weight of role-playing games. And then a couple of years ago when I moved, I just got rid of so much shit and I'm getting rid of more shit. There's a fucking Merc market coming up in September. And I'm just like, like anything that I don't sell at the Merc market is like going over to the used bookstore. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to see how much I can fucking grind out of it because
3: man, I just don't want all
0: these games that I'm like never going to run. I'm never going to run them.
3: You know, that's a, that's a diff- that's definitely a difference. I, I mean, like, I'm still collecting a little bit, but not like a whole lot. But it's you know, I don't collect like you. Like, I remember episodes where I'd I'd listen to it, and like one week you'd be like, I think Wraith is cool. And then like <laughs> then like two weeks later, oh I have the entire collection of Wraith. I have every ep- I have every book from Wraith is, it, is definitely something that happened. It yeah. definitely happened yeah. once or twice or three times. Entire sections of White Wolf had passed onto your shelf yeah. between shows. I uh
0: I, I actually did that pretty recently and just in the last year. I mean here I am saying, Oh do any more but I, I did make it my mission to get um uh, the complete collection of uh, revised edition mage. And like, dude, those books are fucking 20 years old now. And they're on the other side of this weird bubble that we've been in, where we've seen this in crazy uh, inflation of RPG book values. Like when Full Metal RPG launched, it was like you could go on eBay and just it was like role-playing books were just like laying around. You could get them for like five, ten bucks. Right now it's like you go online and you're trying to buy like a specific book. And it's like fifty dollars. If it's a fucking twenty year old book, it's fifty dollars.
2: Like there it didn't used to be like that. This idea of vintage role playing is completely new. Some books were like that. Well, like okay. Dark Reflection Spectres back then was still like an eighty dollar book but if you wanted the
0: thing it. Is, is I don't think Dark Reflection Spectres is eighty dollars now.
2: It's not. Yeah, because all that shit, they put it all on reprint or something, you know? into Wraith 20, so the entirety of that text is now in... Which mage books are you still hunting down, then? Dude, you see, that's the thing, is that
0: now, like, all the tradition books are like 50 bucks each minimum okay there's a couple you can
2: get for less than that but like they're not pod or anything can't print on demand no.
0: those they're not as good the thing is they the quality shit you know so i'm trying to hunt down the real ones and they're like 50 to 75 dollars i did score a few i got this great score on some of them but uh um i'm just like really kind of working my way across that uh,
1: here's here's the thing here's the thing to, to the pay- you use bookstores and yeah
0: Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing. And and if I ever see a deal, I'll get one on eBay. But I mean, here's the thing: is I have hunted many rare books, and all you have to be is patient. You will eventually get them all. Like I, I don't have to fucking freak out and get some like overspend for it. You know,
1: the only barrier is how much you're willing to spend on these things. Anyway,
0: that that is true, and and this actually kind of relates back to Ravenloft because um, I remember I can't remember what was what brought it up, but like a couple years ago, I was on eBay. I was having a trip down nostalgia lane and I was remembering this uh game that I played in high school with like an infamous GM that we played with back then. And he played us through this uh Ravenloft box set that came with like an audio CD and it was like a haunted house. Anyway, I was like I was like, "Oh, uh I, I, was, I was going through, through NostalgiaVille, and I looked it up, and it was like 80 bucks. This is a couple of years ago. And I was like,
3: fucking 80 bucks for a CD? There's no way I'm paying that. That's stupid. That's bullshit. It's already on YouTube. I almost guarantee you that CD has been translated. I mean, but what about the module, though, right? Well, I so. mean, PDFs are free. <laughs> PDFs are free, you so, know.
0: So uh, when I got back into Ravenloft, or having a good time playing Ravenloft, I'm like, you know what it would be cool is to like run this for the new group, right? So I was like, I was like, you know... I can spend 80 bucks. It'll be fine. Oh,
1: the sweet tech of the 90s.
0: Yeah, I can just use a CD and just really like go, go 80 bucks is a trifle to spend for this for this uh, gaming experience. I go on. It's now two to three hundred dollars uh, for a fucking module with a CD. It's like, fuck you, I am not doing it. It is not gonna happen, you know? I mean, the price ain't gonna go down. I guess now, you know? Can you fucking believe this shit? It's unreal. It's unreal.
3: Yeah, that that's. That, I mean, we're we're getting to the point where we're old enough that people our age have money and they have nostalgia. So we're like, it's like baseball cards, right? Baseball cards are almost completely dead now, even value wise. But like the uh, uh, you know, when we were kids, baseball cards were the hottest shit in the world. Like. You know, I'm sure some of them are still worth money. Billionaires collect things that were worth money at one point, right? But, like, role-playing games have become that thing where it was cheap as chips and now it's like, uh, you know... Like, what, what? There's like the Star Wars Saga Edition from like the early 2000s that people want like 150 bucks for that st- stupid yeah. Star Wars D20 Saga <laughs> Edition. Like, I got a full collection. So, you know, got, I've got one in the closet. I'm tr- going to try and sell. Like, I don't <laughs> want it. Like, yeah,
2: yeah make some <laughs> money on that, homie. You know, well, somebody paid a million dollars for what?
3: Mario All Stars or whatever,
2: still shrink wrapped for N64. Yeah,
0: if you got that, like, a million? Oh my god, there's something wrong. Oh, but I mean, we know that there's something wrong. Anyway, whatever, whatever. I'm not going to get into
3: it. But ha- I mean, used to be you'd buy whole runs of books, cheap as chips. Now, now there's like the the you know, e- even eBay, even used bookstores know what things are worth, right? They're they're pricing it off of the eBay price, right? So even finding like going to yeah. Bookman's, going to a used bookstore, you're likely not going to find a g- amazing deal. They're, like they're that's
0: price out the resellers and so you have to come at the economy in a different way you know yeah. like on my last big mage haul i took in a bunch of books and i just was like i did them all trade credit and i got a whole and, and so eventually ben- i got like a bunch of mage shit for free right because it was like i took a bunch of dead books i wasn't going to use anything and i came out of there with a bunch of mage books that likely is not i won't use for anything either but they were like more expensive mage books you know, but the idea of like picking up a book at the used bookstore that you can find on eBay for forty dollars—that's over because all the 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 used bookstore guys know that the eBay guys are going in there and they're they're gonna
2: uh, move that that price level on the pipeline. They're pricing out the eBay guys. So I found stuff at the used bookstore that's more expensive than it is on eBay, and it's just like this is insane. I don't know what you guys are doing.
0: The eBay guys are usually experts in in what they are selling, and the guys at the used bookstore aren't necessarily. They just are typing in whatever they see on the cover but they don't understand the nuanced differences between things that just have the same stuff on the cover you know what i'm saying right. dark heresy like well this one says dark heresy this one also says dark heresy they have different pictures there. but what's the difference they don't know yeah. you know
3: so i mean now you know we're out of collecting right it's sort yeah, of yeah, sort of right, 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 right sort of and yes, uh, uh, you know but you're you're running a new game, right? You're back. You're 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 happier than ever running. <sighs> yeah, it's really true. And and, and uh, you know, I I'm feeling like I want to run a sci-fi game. Like I really want to do the a bigger sci-fi game. That's kind of my. What are you gonna do? When are you
0: gonna do it? You gonna do it in in person? You gonna do it online? What's your plan, man? I was gonna do it. In,
3: I. Uh, that's that's a real that's a real pickle right there. <laughs> it is. Um. It is. You know, I've got a pretty good spot for in Casa de the buzzkill to do it downstairs at the kitchen table. Uh, you know, uh, but you know, that my, my friends who would play anything are online. Right. I, I, I gotta, if I, you know, do, you know, I know you, I could drag some of you in, but not all of you. So like, cause it's just scheduling being adults. Right? So like, I'm probably going to run something for my uh, Saturday night crew. That that uh, my old high school chums who have kind of crossed over into playing anything, uh, and it's, fu- it's funny because your conundrum is similar to mine. Where it's like I
0: have my like Dungeon Punk's crew that I play with online, and those guys are down for just about whatever. They're very open minded, but they all live in these weird places, and I can't have them just come to my house. You know, even though like. I would love to see what my Dungeon Punk's friends, who I played like two seasons of Esoteric Enterprises. We're playing Shadowrun right now. We played some uh, Ruin and Conquest. Uh, I'd love to see what they did in Mage. I'd love to see what they did in Ravenloft. But if I want to play with them, I got to play online. And dude, even though it was the thing that got us through COVID, and even though there's all this tech now, and there's all these people who that's all they do is play online... To me, it's just not as good. I just can't. I just can't. I find it really draining. It's just not. It's
2: just not as fun for me. Killed my Dark Ages game was just like connectivity issues, and never knowing who was showing up and never having a consistent stable. Like it was just, I just got to the point where
3: it's like stay. I mean, even in IRL, like you still can have those problems except a with, connectivity the connectivity issue. Connecti- that was the connectivity. Like, well, was, I mean, certain people who every single time they
2: would just like drop out intermittently. And then it's like, well, do I, Sit back and do like a Merle Haggard like, well, what just happened was the Duke boys went on down to the Zamichi and who howdy, that was a bucket of syrup, you know, like, or do I just go, well, I guess when you come back, we'll try to fold you back in, assuming you have connectivity again. It, it just got to the point where I was just, I just remember there was this moment where I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I just, I'm having such a difficult time maintaining tension when it's like oh can can you hear me can anyone hear me can you uh, and i'm like i'm in i'm in the middle of a scene and now i gotta stop it to deal with
0: it. yeah dude that whole thing where you're trying to get that that flow where you're trying to get people invested and kind of get them on the edge of their seat is so hard online anyway and then like somebody's face freezes or somebody goes uh brendan you're kind of breaking up in there or somebody or oh, hold just, on that's my dog hold on it my turns dog out someone wasn't on you know what i'm saying they're like oh I, I left the room to get a drink and you're like oh fuck man like it's crazy it, it, it's sort of
3: i think it's sort of the problem of like having it's sort of a, a monetary barrier to entry. Nobody thinks they need better internet because all their Netflix works, but to but to do VoIP and video all the time, it's it's a higher bar of entry for your internet but like- speed. You know, so they like control that,
1: right. <laughs> you know. It's
3: not
2: like
1: it's not like I could go out tomorrow and be like, "Yo, uh, can you guys redo the infrastructure by my house? I really need that."
2: <laughs> if I go to Cox tomorrow and I'm like, "Hey, I want uh, more upload speed," they're going to be like, "That's great, Slappy. Uh, you want to pay the million dollars to upgrade all
3: of the cables off of the main?" I know, I know you can't control it, but I'm just I'm just saying that that is the. It's not only depending upon the one in America one provider. Right, you have we have one provider of internet per like area. It's all yeah, monopolized, my right? Are basically, either Cox or CenturyLink DSL. You know, it's I like know so. You know, I can, I can I can walk you through all the DSL boxes that are splayed open in these alleyways Stop back here, like because <laughs> I, I enjoy walking yeah, these alleyways Jesus, and sh- showing you all the wires just splayed all over the fix my internet. Stop spending all the
2: money on. Sp- base.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a real buzzkill so speak. <laughs> when you're when you're in the middle of uh when you're in the middle of a, of a scene and that just and then it just kind of falls apart. So, my uh, uh esoteric enterprises games were very much run more as kind of like beer and pretzels games, kind of like like where I'd just be like sitting there and I'd be like, "Uh, yeah, you walk into a room and there's like all these like fucking horrifying like things. Uh, it's gross." Just sort of imagine something gross, and then that's it. I mean, these were literally my dep- my sure. my uh, descriptions, and people were like, "Yeah, okay, fine." Because we all we all had a certain
2: right. You knew what it was. Yeah, we we had a threshold for what we knew, what what what, what we were playing. Right, you like, know, I'm gonna try to build some intrigue, and it's like, nope, not gonna happen.
0: I I've been just getting so much more out of the the IRL role playing since it's back. And and one of the, and what I was gonna say was like when I was selecting my group, I literally just went through in my head, and I was like. Who are people who I want to spend more time with, IRL? Like who? Like who am I not seeing a lot of, and uh, whose face would I like to see more of? And I just went down that list. I appreciate that, dude. <laughs> and uh, some people said no, and uh, and and, uh, and so I went further down the list. <laughs> um, but but like that has been a formula that's really worked because it's like it's just like it gets back to almost like high school role-playing where it's like, well, we're friends and we to spend time together
2: and this is how we're going to do it, you know? Right. You know, looking at how things have changed, I think actual plays have started like feeding back now into the role-playing community and a lot of things are now being kind of fed into that. Well, D&D 5, for, for instance, has specifically said like, oh yeah, the actual play stuff is now feeding back into how we think about things and how we design things. And it's just like, all right, I guess that's a thing. I'm sure of it. Right. I mean, why wouldn't I do uh, that? It, yeah, well, it's, it requires accents. Yeah. Obviously. You know, <laughs> the Penny Arcade stuff. They've put out books, like the Penny Arcade book and like Critical Role and all that stuff. All that stuff is now its own cottage industry that is a huge part of role-playing.
0: I mean, the actual play stuff is why fucking D&D 5 became D&D 5. Why it's a colossal. Game. Yeah, I mean, it's, and, and we were there exploring what we thought was some kind of like fringe quadrant of the internet space with Full Metal RPG and just not really realizing that like the gold rush was going on in a different quadrant you know what I'm saying? In Scottish accents and we, you know, we
2: were, we were the, the whole lot, time
0: we were all like oh yeah I think this is the mother load over here on this asteroid Oy! and then like nope, Ooh, nope. <laughs> <that makes laughs> great Shoulda, shoulda. If if only i had had those Joe Mag movie bucks to launch my my D themed streetwear line.
3: Wait, now this, this 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 is a question that I don't think anybody has heard actually on the podcast. That originally Full Metal RPG was intended to be it was the Instagram first, right? Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. And then it was good. You were talking about streetwear like long ago, right? Well, that was that was going to be your thing.
0: Well the the first the first Instagram was actually called Industrial Strength okay. RPG, and then um, and then when we we were when Ben Ben was the one that actually proposed doing the podcast, and so uh, that was the original working title was Industrial Strength RPG, and then. I was noodling with it and I was like I don't think anybody's going to understand what that means because the idea the idea from day 1 was always to link a sort of music scene attitude to role playing game fun, right? Right. But people don't know what industrial music is. <laughs> no nobody. It's very and, obscure and nobody cares. And this kind of, like, play on words of the idea of, like, industrial strength, kind of like an industrial strength cleaner or something, I just didn't think people would get it. And so I was like, well, what if we do full metal? Because, I mean, that just it just sounds meaner, it sounds tougher, it has the word metal in it, which is, like, a kind of music. And, like, subsequently, people have been like, this shows not enough metal. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, you guys took this very literally. Um, but, uh well I think once I started doing the drawings and doing the cuz cuz when we first started doing the show I did a new cover drawing for every episode and that was one of the things that was like killing me
1: burning you out fast.
0: Oh, my god, it was so hard but I was thinking I was thinking about somehow flipping that into streetwear and whomp whomp totally should have done that. <laughs> totally should have done that rather than putting all my energy into fucking like interviewing avenger satanus like gee what was i thinking you know what i'm saying you know, like, i came to a fork in the woods and i chose to interview avenger satanus instead of promoting my art for money <laughs> i am a fool
3: <laughs> yeah. i sit here a fool well i mean like it would have required finding those m- Marketing opportunities to push your streetwear to the point where you could get because Joe Mag got like that right because because oh. he, he just because he's Joe Mag right because oh. he, he's he's like you can get him on Good Morning America like sure. it's like he can be anywhere and sure. like and you know he has enough money to like spend on advertising and Insta right yeah. so like
0: here here's here's a crazy thing about capitalism kids if you start out in an advanced position on the board where you have money connections influence you can get so much farther. Crazy how that works. It's not just always about building a better mousetrap. Sometimes it's about having more money to build your mousetrap
1: you sure how do you explain how do you explain donald trump
0: that, 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 that crazy bootstrapper joe mag with his beautiful glistening abs i mean he did he did bust his butt for those abs and they are gorgeous yeah.
3: well i mean at least he put the work in so
0: you know he did he did now sometimes he like goes on twitter and flexes on people talking shit about D and D. so you know what the, hey you know what joe mag i've been really hard on you over the last five years but the memes are cool bro the memes are cool. Magic Mike's a good movie, so whatever. It's only good; it's not excellent. No Academy Awards, anyway. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else have any Joe Mag hot
2: takes? <laughs> no, just me.
3: I I was Got just nothing like... <laughs> against
2: the guy. I yeah, don't know him. Don't know anything about him, but you know. Okay, yeah, whatever. He's I'm
3: saying. just not going to pay. I'm just not going to pay sixty bucks for a t shirt. Sorry, sorry, no. bro. Sorry, bro. <laughs>
0: Seriously, I've been kind of stepping up my like my home streetwear selection, and I was like, you know what? You know, what? I'm going to let the fucking I'm going to like put the axe down. I'm Going to stop grinding the axe. I'm going to go on fucking Death Saves and see. They they got like some they got a Mandy license and I really liked Mandy. I think it's a great movie. Would love to get some. I'm going to I'm going to get a uh, Joe Mag Death Saves Mandy shirt. Fucking hell. So expensive. $75 for a silk screen hoodie. Fuck you. Is one color one color $75. You may eat my butthole. I'm sorry. That's there. It's
3: just... You can it. put your your message on Front Street for $20 for a Full Metal RPG Sucks t-shirt. Metal
0: RP- full Metal RPG Sucks, designed by Collab. Uh... Co-Lab. uh a Richie Buzzkill times Monster Hunter Banjo collab. Oh shit!
3: <laughs> oh shit! Oh no! The cat's out of the bag. Yeah, the, uh, the, the 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 banjo is out of the bag. And yeah,
0: Monster Hunter. What, what do you what do you think? Uh, MBH. Do you like it? I mean, you hate us so much, but. I mean, whatever. It's got the best
3: reviews on the back, like meh, yeah. meh.
0: Well, meh. well uh, you know, uh, I, you you and I have different opinions about the reviews, but you know, I uh, the one the one where it said the, the the review where it said that we were ruining RPGs, uh, because, because of critical race theory. I've always taken as being the one I want tattooed on my heart, but.
1: <laughs> that's a really good one. Yeah, I know. Right? It is, it's really good.
3: I'm just always just like I couldn't quite I couldn't quite justify putting that on a t shirt. I couldn't quite bring myself to put that on a t
0: shirt. It's your party now, bro. It's your party now. You you know, soon Monster Hunter Banjo will be calling you like he'll he'll be trying to emasculate you by calling you a female name. Yeah. because because there could be nothing worse in the world than being a female. Yeah, right. yeah that's yeah. that it's the, it's, the, it's the ultimate diss. It's the ultimate yeah. burn.
3: it's, it's
2: And the reason that he thinks it's so terrible is because of people like him, which is the weird part. I don't... It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. The beast is feeding itself. He's shitting in his own mouth and consuming it. It's like the Arubarist, but of shit. Just a shit Arubarist. The one-man centipede. (laughs) The one-man human centipede. Just feed itself... Forever and ever.
0: I just, I mean, there's just the idea that there's this guy out there, like sitting over his keyboard, like sweating, like hunched, smelling of like like Cheeto dust and Mountain Dew and and hate, and 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 he thinks that that like. Calling me not just one female name, but like two female names together, Brenda Karen. Right. And that, and then I'm like, that, like, when I'm gonna walk into the game store, I'm gonna have to somehow like cast my eyes down amongst the other, like, uber mentioned, the like muscular lumberjacks in there who are all like so macho and they're just all like, we're real men and we fucking role play. We don't have anybody who has female names around here. I mean, like, what reality do you live in, dude? Like, you read men's health. <laughs> like, come. Come on, man. Jesus fucking Christ. Look in the mirror. There's no Uber mention to be found around here. Like, that's just, like, that's not a thing, dude. It's just not even a thing. Joe Mag.
2: Joe Mag. Right. He's yeah. the one. Joe Mag. Joe Mag and Vin Diesel. Those are your two. You got two. Even that's Vin all you get. It's kind of backed off the
0: whole thing lately. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's true.
3: Yeah. It's not about family
0: anymore. It's not, not, not enough family. Vin Diesel writes his own role playing game. There's like a family stack.
2: About family. Party doesn't matter, only family. You're going to attack
3: this family of Tarasks. Bad news. You're going to die. Well, I think this show has changed me. Specifically this oh, episode. Yeah. This, specifically this episode. <laughs> <laughs> not
2: for the better. Specifically,
3: specifically this episode. But no, I mean, like, I I really feel like, you know, when I first started listening, because I was a listener first, right? I yeah. first started listening. I was not. I did mostly story games. That was my deal. Like, that was my jam. Like I played D and D because people played D and D, but like it was I was mostly uh, into story games and and White Wolf games, you know. Sure, but, just like, story games, I think right? People don't consider them story games, though. right? But the, there's the there's this whole like anyway, and and just like learning more about like cool stuff that was in the the OSR space and some of the other stuff, you know, and how OSR games are basically two sides of the same coin. See. Mm-hmm episode million behind us uh where we talk about that but like i re- it really has changed my uh you know outlook on some games and you know made me look at games more w- openly until i can find out you know but now i don't want to kickstart them so like <laughs> it's just how about you ben
1: i don't know i'm in such a weird down spot with role-playing right now you know i didn't really tell us about it well, that's relevant. I mean, that's absolutely relevant. Haven't been able to get back in the swing of things. You know, I don't know. It's been it's been kind of hard just even thinking about it. It's in a very uh, just a sort of weird spot about it. You know, sure. I did want to take an opportunity, however, though, since we brought up Frito Lay products just a half second uh, with uh, Monster Hunter Banjo sitting in his basement eating Frito Lay products. Uh, don't do that. Don't fucking eat Frito Lay products. That's it. Solidarity for the strike
2: oh is there a strike on that? yeah there, there is. is i thought they resolved that today
1: did they resolve it today am i behind
2: i think you're allowed to eat frito lay products again maybe i don't know just don't eat frito lay products because they're not good well, and they're bad for you i don't know Look, fritos are pretty fucking awesome can, <laughs> can't like.
1: i will say however that no, I will. You're don't to eat, like, don't support shitty employers
2: yeah too shade of that too shade of that in a, in a big way for real i get the space for real how are they going to get to space if you don't support them? Because they came back and they said thank you, thank you for supporting me, and thank you all the workers who pissed in bottles for allowing me to go to space. So I get space. Yeah,
1: I
0: love, Thanks for sending me to space. I love, I love, uh, I love uh, how um, Bezos like comes back from space and he basically like doffs fedora and is yeah. like like like. Also, the surplus uh, theory of value is uh completely legit. It
1: just really made this worthwhile. It just <laughs> yeah. changed my perspective. Oh,
0: so you're gonna start paying your employees more? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no. did you wait wait you guys didn't know i'm a sociopath right. i'm a fucking complete sociopath right. uh how about how about you adam what what, 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 have you, what have you what are you taking away from fucking five years of full mill rpg bro you
2: know, uh i got in, involved in a lot of things like the osr space found out the osr space parts of it i, I shouldn't bring what parts of the osr space are really terrible a lot of the creators in the osr space were really terrible didn't know about that probably never would have known about that got plugged into that got involved in that uh met a bunch of friends, met a bunch of people who then turned out to be terrible people. Like, (laughs) Oh yeah. That got (laughs) pulled into like all kinds of different directions. You know, it's like all of life. Uh, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both. And then you have the facts of life. Yeah. Facts of life. Yeah. Of life. Just really, that's my deep thought on, on all of that. But no, it just, I, uh, you know, I
0: got to Is that p- a sitcom about a sorority?
2: No. That's my Miss Garrett. Boarding house for women. Was it I it was like a school for girls or oh, whatever. I thought it was a sorority. No. come up with that? Probably a the porn parody version would be my guess if I would say I've seen this movie. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> that movie and uh, yikes. It went in a totally different direction. But yeah, so um yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's like anything else. I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot as a person. Some of it related to that. Some of it related to other stuff. But, you know, it's like I wrote a quick starter rave. It was a whole crazy thing. I got, You know, it, there's been a lot of ups and downs and a lot of things I've learned. I met a lot of really cool people, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Like so many cool people that I still talk to, you know, and then the bad ones is like, yeah, it's easy to laugh them off or just be like, okay, well, good luck with that slappy. Uh,
0: I, I kind of have to echo what you're saying here. Like for me, um I came back from Los Angeles and like I, I can talk openly about this at this point. Like I was I was like real pissed. I was like super fucking angry at how things had gone there and I was angry like not just at like the city and some of the people that lived in it, but I was like angry at myself for what I considered to be like a failure. Like I had gone out there. Like, so many people who have creative ideas, and I went out there to do something, and I just fucked it up. And I fucked it up for no reason other than my own self. I fell into all the same dumb traps that everybody who goes out to that city falls into like a fucking chump. And I was angry as fuck when I came back. Born. Yeah, exactly. They're just fucking, fucking North Hollywood on the mattress, yeah, yeah. you know, sweaty, sweaty lights and cameras and the the mattress, um, but uh, yeah, man, I came I, I i came back here and i just i really had something that i wanted to prove i wanted to prove something and the aside from anything else i did learn some great lessons in that city and one of those lessons was um you're only as good as the last thing you did and nobody wants to hear about it if you haven't done anything and so i was super happy to start creating and i don't want to get too fucking shy buff here but Fucking full metal RPG was the platform that got me to do everything I ever wanted to do. You know, all the stuff that as a kid I sat around being like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if? Wouldn't it be cool if? And I just somehow daydreamed my life away until I was in my like mid 30s. And then full metal RPG made those things coalesce for me. And were they like small ambitions? Were they petty ambitions? Were they inconsequential? Yeah, maybe, but they were the thing I wanted to do. And I fucking did them. I met Mark Reinhagen. I fucking hung out with all the fucking vampire dudes. I'm in a fucking vampire book. I fucking wrote a goddamn role playing game still unreleased. I fucking like, uh, I started just chumming around with the people who I always saw as being like out there doing the thing and they brought me in and they were like no you're one of us now you're in you're one of the people who sits at the table and you're not like a you're not a consumer you're in here with us as a creator and full metal rpg was the like like was that act of physics it's the object that is in motion that stays in motion and it has kept me in motion for six years always doing new stuff and meeting new things and you know what like Maybe 2020 gave me some time to slow down and to be a bit more introspective and to rethink my life and to remember that the reasons why I was angry in 20 2014 2015 like don't don't count anymore. I'm not angry anymore and I don't have anything to prove anymore. And so, like on some level, it's kind of time for like like you know like Bob Dylan said, it's time to put put this put this shield down. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, but I, I'm still in motion. You know, I'm still in motion and I still have all these things that I am doing and that I want to do. And that has been the way that Full Metal RPG has changed me is it's is it's taken that that gulf that when you're a kid and you're a creator and you want to be in that world where you're just creating all the time. But you don't know how to get across that gulf is it was just the energy to jump me
3: across that.
2: You know what I'm just made a bargain with a sea witch. We could have done that. Part of that world.
3: Thought about that. Yeah, but the, the contract lengths from a sea witch is just, it's just enormous. It's hard to deal with. It's just, <sighs> you just stab them with a boat. There, there is definitely something to
0: be said for making sure, kids, that any contract you sign does have an end date on it. <laughs> if you do sign a contract. With a sea witch. <laughs> yeah, you just make sure that the contract does expire at some point. Because
2: yeah. if they're a sea witch, they have to tell you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or if you're at the crossroads and it's old scratch. Or something like, you know, it never came down to that because, again, like a, like all of my, uh you know, um, all of my ambitions were very petty and I didn't have to become the best fiddle player or anything. But, like, I mean, hey, remember that time we had a uh, fucking dinner with Martin Erickson yep. at the White Wolf table at Gen Con the year that v- V5 launched? Yeah. And we were just sitting there and we were like... How the fuck did this happen? How is this us? Why am I here? <laughs> yeah, this is the Prince of Philadelphia now. If you guys play Vitesse, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Oh, I've been telling everybody if pencil, uh,
2: Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, no, I don't rate Philadelphia. Philadelphia, they, they got cream cheese. It's too fancy for me. It's Pittsburgh. I'm the Three Rivers Stadium. That's well,
0: it. One of the the first one of the first interactions I ever had with Ben Bailey. The reason why I'm friends with this guy, fucking like 25 years later or something. You know this. You know this story. I okay, I, I was in high school. In high school, sophomore year, which was Ben's freshman year, I played football. I played junior varsity football. And I had to practice after school. And then my mom would come pick me up in the parking lot. And uh, while I was waiting for my mom to pick me up, I would walk over to this table and there were some some of my nerd friends who would be sitting there, right? And uh, – I had been going to comic book stores, as a kid in the 90s did, and so um, I was aware of this game called Magic the Gathering that was out at the time, right? And uh, uh, I saw this guy sitting there, this character, Ben yeah. Bailey, and he's sitting there, he's playing this game. And uh, and I go, what are you playing? And he goes, Jihad. And I, go, and I go, is that like Magic the Gathering? And he goes, no,
1: it's better. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I hope I said it as uh, pompous and asshole like that. You is. said it
0: without looking up to make eye contact with me in the way of a classic nerd. So I mean, you know, mission accomplished. Mission awesome, accomplished. But like, but like, how I make friends. But like, Adam Sink's in that game now. Adam Sink is in that game now. All right, and like fist bump is like we never would have done any of that shit if we had all just sat around here in fucking Tempe and Phoenix like fucking filleting each other and playing D&D and telling each other oh you're making the best character and you're run the best games and blah 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 like like on some level if you're going to create you have to break your circle open and you have to go forth and you have to do something and you have to put it out there and and that's what that's what full metal rpg did for me you know and i and i and let me tell you like there have been times when I've really rude this podcast and I've been like, oh, let's get this fucking thing off from around my neck. But it has done so much for me. It has given me so much more than it's ever taken. It's just given it's given me what I consider to be my life, you know?
2: And in case you're wondering, just by looking at me, like what kind of vampire is I'm a Malkavian. So just, <laughs>
0: yeah. just to be clear, yeah, uh, they made me a they made me a gangrel. I think. Well, I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know. You were
2: I think, work land. I think I, it's just a picture.
0: Yeah, there's a picture of me. I'm, I'm in the V test set somewhere. I think they took they took fucking and hey Mark Kelly. He took off my mustache. He's like he's like he's like I'm gonna take off your mustache in Photoshop, so I look super weird. I have a chin strap. But I, I do think I am in the new set. Okay. And uh, and then whenever whenever they post pictures of me for the like for the book that I'm in, Blood Gods or whatever, um, everybody's always like, "Oh, that's totally a gangrel," and it's just because I have a fucking denim jacket on. And and I'm just like, you jacket beard. You must be a gangrel. I mean, whenever, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <sighs> I I wanted the way we the re- backstory, kids, it's behind the scenes story. We took those pictures because Mark was working on what was going to be the splat image for the Lissombra. The Lissombra splat. And I was like really hoping that they were going to take a different tact and kind of go against type and maybe have a real kind of roguish looking person be the Lissombra splat. But it was a dude with a tie. And I'm not hating on the dude because, you know, hey, good, good on him. He got the thing I wanted. I don't hate him for that. I do think... White Wolf guys, come on. Wolf well, Sombra's and ties? What's that about? Is that really a thing? Like you got to wear a tie if you're a Sombra? Come on. Come on. Wolf well, Sombra's don't
2: got to wear ties.
0: No, no one's going to back me up. <laughs> all right, all right.
2: I don't think any
3: any clan has to be anything, but like yeah, yeah I don't know. It's just like they they stick with these archetypal pictures oh, that they, they love know. the Why do they? Like I'm just, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's just put the guy in the denim jacket and Make him the you know, Lazambra. Like it's one of the that's one of the reasons why Requiem's better
0: because Requiem
3: always did that.
0: They were they were always cool about like there was that in the vent in the Ventru clan book there was that whole chapter called The Witch of the Weeds and it was a it was a female who lived in a trailer park and was the like the regent of the ventru in that area because why? Not because she why bu- buys suits or buys ties, but because she's a boss bitch. You know what I'm saying? Boss bitch equals ventrue. I could be a boss bitch. Say I'm not. I could. <laughs> You're a madman, and his card looks his card looks fucking
2: bad. Yeah, it's, it's a fun I, one.
0: I I told I told uh, I told Zay Jack who who plays test. I'm like, when you those cards get into circulation, like you need to get me copies of our cards. I want them. Put them on the wall.
2: There you go. Put them on the wall.
0: Anyway, we should do some shout-outs, don't you think? Yes. Do I gotta do all of them, or do you guys want to do some shout-outs? Who do you guys want to shout out? I've
2: been talking fucking forever.
0: Shout some people out. Come on. Putting you on the spot. You
2: put me on the spot, and now my brain is
0: just like... Yeah. Okay, so oh, I'm going to give you guys a second to think. All right, so first of all, on my way out, I got to what up my friends at Dungeon Punks. Everybody's going to be like, oh, we've heard about these Dungeon Punks, guys. <laughs> Whatever. Nate Bean, the show would not exist in its current form without you. Mark Boardman, Connor Boardman, uh, uh, Tom Chippendale uh ager uh adam chandler uh you guys i mean you'll never really understand what the, your relationships have meant to me over the last five years and uh i'm really happy that um i'm gonna be able to keep interacting with you guys and working with you guys i mean fucking bordy and uh connor are in my online group so you know i get to see them every two weeks which i mean they've become some of my best friends in the entire world um Chris Kohler, Slow Death Games, uh, dude, Fantastic Legions, our homie Alex, who has been a dead fast supporter of the show and has put uh, n- no single Patreon member has put more money into this show than Alex from Fantastic Legions, and then like there's just you know Wolf Mungus, fuck it, who has supported us on every electronic platform and has always like has always been in there with likes and with comments and with positive positive words. Uh, Alberto uh, same just just everywhere we go he's there he's always supportive he's always on our team and then like I mean man, there have just been so many people Mark Kelly, Cotier, you know Khaldun. Um yeah and I don't want I don't want to keep going because I don't want to leave out like literally just hundreds of people who have made this and what we've done, not only possible, but like valuable and like meaningful and potent like i have I feel like I have made some of the best friends of my life in my thirties, and they always are like oh you can't you can't make friends after thirty. it gets so much harder, but I have made some of the best friends of my life post thirty because of full Metal r p g you know what i'm saying i mean i brought I brought together with some of my best friends. And then I've made more best friends. You know what I'm saying? And like, what else is fucking role playing about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All those years of me trying to run it as like fucking improvisational theater troupe with like black box theater type shit. It's, it's about hanging out with your friends and telling great stories. You know what I'm saying? Right? Indeed. And we got some great fucking stories.
3: We do. We got some great fucking stories, man. Get a few beers in these guys uh, next time you see them anywhere and they'll, they'll tell you. They'll tell you. Some things we're not going to talk about on air, uh, but I want to shout out all you guys because obviously I wouldn't be doing the show if, if I hadn't met Brendan at the Iron GM at Game Depot and I, I hadn't listened to Ben and you talk forever and ben and i were talking cyberpunk at a convention for like i don't know i swear we spent like three hours while you're smoking cigarettes uh <laughs> s- talk about cyberpunk and adam never happened again ne- well yeah, <laughs> yeah because we we would we, smokes, huh? right i know I, that's the, you you wouldn't talk to me again but that's that's fine <laughs> no no uh it's it I talk to you just not smoking. Right, exactly, exactly. We we would have like we'd actually play Cyberpunk or at least plot out something. Okay, sure. That? I'm not a, I'm not a hater. Never say never. Bubblegum cigarettes. And Adam, you you have a, a a comedy wit that you just need to employ. <laughs> and I wish I could get you back. Yeah,
2: just you know, it's like all comics. I have like a deeply self destructive streak. So
3: so. Uh, I really appreciate everything you guys have done. I'm hoping that I can carry this uh, thing forward, and uh, and and I don't have a lot of wishes. I just want to talk about stuff. So like, I want to bring, I want to give other people a chance to talk about things, and hopefully get raise raise the the level of discourse or lower it, depending on your opinion. I don't really give a shit. D- move the bar in some way or another. And see, see where we can go in the future. See if we can keep pushing the genre of role-playing further and further.
2: I'll uh, do some
3: shout-out to the role-playing
2: group peeps that are still keeping it going and live. Shout-out to Michael Collette. Uh, shout-out to Dave and Patty for supporting us for so long over at Depot. Shout-out to Jeff over at GamesU. Shout-out to Daryl over at IO, uh, all the local store owners. Supporting the community and helping grow it. You know, we wouldn't be anywhere without you guys out there getting us product and, you know, helping us to buy the books and play games in your spaces. So big thank you for that. We do appreciate it. And I'll just wrap
1: it up here by saying thanks to all the wonderful listeners we've had over the years. I know I haven't been around for a long time, but uh, still appreciate it. And they miss you, man. They, they, they shout You're you out. tell me this all the time. You're like, when's Ben going to come back on? J- Jamie at Calcium
0: Rex and uh, Henry, they ask about you every wow. single time. Talk to them, but I'll uh,
1: uh, uh, sound like wonderful people. Mark
0: asks about after you. Shout out to Jamie. Shout out to Henry. Shout out to Human Energy uh, Sphere, Human Energy Field, and uh, uh, Middle Earth Crisis. You know? Um, so yeah, and you know what, Not for all the people I have grudges against. Okay. So let's go. <laughs> yeah. Part, part two. Um, so yeah, if you want to keep following my continuing work, uh, you'll be able to find me on Realm of Fire, my uh, game uh, game, my podcast about uh, Games Workshop games, and uh, I think that Ben is going to be doing some guesting on that uh, to talk, and we're going to have to get RBK on to talk about uh, his orcs as well, and then you know if Adam finds some time to start doing some Games Workshop, he'll probably come by. We'll we'll see we'll see. He's got takes.
3: <laughs> for days. he's got yeah, takes got, for days
0: I got, I got those
2: hot takes I got a lot of takes
0: yeah so uh follow me uh, on um, uh, uh, realm of carrion on Instagram and then I'll still be on Instagram the if you I'm, I'm gonna be changing the name of the full Metal RPG feed uh we'll see if an uh, in, uh, industrial strength RPG is still available or <laughs> available again um uh, and uh having said all of that uh to quote, Oscar Wilde, the wallpaper goes, or I do. Farewell.